1: First of all, John tells us in 2 John, verse 7, that we need to be aware and be wary of those people who would tell us that Jesus did not physically resurrect from the grave, nor is He physically returning. I mean, if He didn't physically come back from the grave, then He can't physically come back from heaven. And there are those, even in our own community.
0: When the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples on the day of Pentecost, immediately Peter and the rest of the men began to preach the message of the cross and Jesus' resurrection. Pastor Robert points out that if anyone denies that Christ physically rose from the dead, we should not listen to them. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: of the flaws and the warts and all of the failures and mistakes. And God doesn't hold out on us. He doesn't hold back in communicating to us about what the early church did. We're able to learn from the things they did right and the things they got right, and and then also to learn from the things that they got wrong. I used to hear a lot, not as much anymore, but used to hear a lot from people about, oh man, we just need to do church, you know, the way the early church was done. We need to do, you know, what the early church did. And often what the early church did was wrong, and we need to learn from their mistakes and not do what they did. Our study today is a pretty good example of that as we move on into Acts chapter 1. We looked at this opening part, Acts chapter 1, where Jesus is the final couple of hours with the 11 primarily, before he ascended into heaven. And, and he talked to him, he told him, You need to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And we looked at that the, this, the giving of the Holy Spirit, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, as Jesus worded it there in, in Acts 1 8, as he challenged them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem until they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, to be his witnesses. And we talked about the necessity of that in the life of a believer, that we can't do it without him. And it's wrong to try. Uh, We need to be empowered by him. We need to be filled. And as he words it in another place, we need to be being filled. It's not just a one-time thing. We, We need that continual filling, overflowing, engulfing you know of the holy spirit so that we can um, can be his and be fruitful be effective be his, be his witnesses in our world and we looked at it because in the beginning of acts chapter 2 we see that happen as the holy spirit was sent upon the believers in fulfillment Of Joel's prophecy in Joel chapter two, the beginning of Acts chapter two, we saw that happen as they were gathered together in that upper room that we're we're going to read some more about that today. And all of a sudden, they heard a sound. Luke said it was it was like a mighty rushing wind. In other words, it sounded like a tornado. Have you ever heard anybody talking about what a tornado sounded like? You know, usually they'll say something like a freight train. It was just this loud noise. There was no wind in the room. It was just a sound. And then after that, God had their attention, right? The the ear gate. What's happening? And then they saw on each one of them something that was like a flame of fire in the shape of cloven tongue, a split tongue. It wasn't fire. Nobody's hair caught on fire. There was no fire in the room. It looked like that. And then they all began to speak in other languages. And by the way, when you talk about the gift of tongues, you could call it the gift of languages. Sometimes we get weirded out by that idea, the gift of tongues, you know, it just seems weird. It's not, doesn't have to be. It's only weird because people get weird with it. We're human. It's a gift from God. If you've not asked him to clothe you with power, to come upon you by his spirit and and uh, enable you to be His witness in your world, well, then you're not able. And you need to ask Him to do that. Uh, He has more for you. So just go to Him and and talk to Him about it. We're going to move on and look at the last half of chapter 1, because we skipped that, looking at that theme of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was talking to him. He commanded him to stay and wait for that empowering And in verse 9 of chapter 1, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner, as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers." A little footnote, that's the first and last mention of Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the book of Acts. And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples, altogether the number of names was about a hundred and twenty, and said, Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Now, this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his entrails gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem, So that field is called in their own language, Akel Dama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, and let no one live in it. And let another take his office. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two. Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justus, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you've chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Now, give me your attention. I want to back up and and just kind of walk through this passage and talk about it a little bit because there are all kinds of things that we can learn from in what took place here. First of all, John tells us in 2 John verse 7 that we need to be aware and be wary of those people who would tell us that Jesus did not physically resurrect from the grave nor is he physically returning. I mean, if he didn't physically come back from the grave, then he can't physically come back from heaven. And there are those. Even in our own community, you know, I mean, we're, we're basically a, a small town, Miami Beach is, a small town with a big city attitude. And there are Christians, there are people who claim to be Christians, even in this community, who, who say, no, the physical resurrection never happened the physical return will never happen and john warns us he says those people are deceivers antichrists you need to be aware they're not just confused christians they're antichrists stay away from them don't you know don't acknowledge them as brothers and sisters in the lord because they're not and they're a danger and so there's that that warning that we need to be aware of and you know Pray for those people. Absolutely, but don't be in fellowship with them pretending that, you know, well, they're Christians and we're Christians, but they're liberal and we're not and no no no, the Bible says they're deceivers, they're antichrists and, and you need to know that and just you know, pray for them but don't fellowship with them. It's so important. Why is it so important? Because we're we're living in an age where that's becoming more and more prevalent, more and more common in our world where so-called Christian churches are teaching decidedly anti-Christian doctrines and beliefs. You understand? His love is the main thing. His
0: love is the main thing. Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is grand central station for how the church should function today. In it, we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us
1: online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com.
0: Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. We'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.